0: Welcome to the Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners, so I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. Now, if you somehow don't already know, my brand new book, Step Into You, is out now. It's available as a print book, an audio book, and an ebook. So lots of different options for whatever your, your book consumption habit is of choice. <laughs> and in the book, I've got a whole chapter on staying on track. So I, around this time of year, we've probably got some great goals planned and we are full of, full of excitement, full of motivation, full of the sparkle of a brand new year. And inevitably at points we're going to hit. Windows of time where we're just not feeling as motivated and then we are at serious risk of, of falling off the wagon with, with making our goal a reality or continuing on with a particular habit that we want to create and, and be consistent with in our life. And towards the end of 2021, I completed the 75 Hard Challenge and it was such a brilliant lesson and study in consistently showing up for myself and what I said I would do for 75 days. And I had so many questions from my audience about the challenge, how I was going, what was I doing, what was I reading, what was I struggling with? And I thought that it would be a really nice timing to create a podcast episode at this time of the year so that we can really reflect on what does it require of us to stay on track with making our goals a reality and seeing through the habits that we want to create. So as a way of talking about the challenge, I... Invited Sharon Cliff, who's a business coach who who responded to my Instagram story, inviting uh, saying, "Hey, does anyone want to join me on the 75 Hard Challenge?" And Sharon Sharon completed it with me, and we're also putting our chat out on her her podcast as well. So in our chat, Sharon and I discussed what the challenge is what we really struggled with, what really helped us stay on track, the books we, we read and so on. And as I said, I think it's really timely at this time of year to, to really dive deeper into what it requires of ourselves to keep showing up and making the stuff happen that we committed to making happen at the start of the year. So I'm going to bring on myself and Sharon's chat now, and I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Good morning, Lorraine. How are you? I am good. So I was just saying before we recorded, I haven't actually done this before where we're creating an episode that's going to go out on both our channels. So I'm going to say hi to all my listeners. Do you want to do the same to yours? Yes. Uh, I would like to welcome all of the Sharon Cliff Podcast listeners back for 2022. Amazing. Well, It's, it's lovely to be. Um, I feel like we're kind of house-sitting on each other's, in each other's houses right now. So. <laughs> Pretty, pretty random. So my dear, you were very clever. You suggested that we do a podcast episode about the 75 Heart Challenge, because I know you've said the same about your community. I got so many questions about it. It was probably the thing other than Wilder being born last year that I got asked the most about on 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 my Insta and, and over emails as well. So I'm really, really thrilled that, that we're doing this. And maybe it might be helpful, Sharon. Do you want to, just for my listeners' benefit, share a little bit about you and, and, and who you are and what you do and I'll do the same for yours. Yeah, for sure. So um, Sharon Cliff, obviously I am an intuitive coach and a mentor.
1: And my passion is really helping female entrepreneurs to um, you know, focus on themselves first, because I see there's so much around focusing on, you know, the the marketing strategy and the business strategy and the financial plans and all that. Mm. And um, my sort of thing, well, you know what, if the person is burnt out, they're, they're exhausted, they're overwhelmed, they're nearly, not really clear on, you know, what their path is and they've got so much going on is that they fall out of love with their business and and themselves and they start they actually start to lo- they lose themselves. Mm. and So, that's I just so much of that. Yeah, you know, because I went through that and I was like, there's all these amazing programs and coaches and, you know, so much, so many resources out there, but there was nothing to help the person find themselves again, but not only find themselves just to recreate, you know, because, you know, women in you know mid-40s, we've had kids, we've got businesses, you know, we've got partners and we're all these different roles and we just lose ourselves and I went through this journey about trying to find myself and I started looking for all these answers externally and then I sort of realised that, Everything I needed was within me, mm. and then there's a massive aha um, uh-huh moment that come out of 75 heart, and I won't share that now. I'll share it in the in um, when we when we go through our questions. But that was the biggest moment for me, and for me, it's really about I want to help women come through that, mm. and you know, okay. to fall in love with themselves, to to you know, create themselves again, and and love their businesses again, and the flow and effect to them, to the people around them, to all of their relationships is. just beautiful when you see that when you see that play out so that's what I'm passionate about um yeah so I've got um four kids and a husband and a business and um you know and then I um I follow Lorraine on um on Instagram and she was just talking about this 75 high challenge and I was like what is this um and then so I decided to join her and that's you know while while we're here now to um to talk about our journey so yeah that's
0: oh, a bit about me so good thank you and I just want to yeah echo everything you're saying about that that potential that very easy potential for women to lose themselves once they go into their businesses it becomes about everyone else and, and obviously then if you throw a partner and family into that as well it's yeah it, it's um Exacerbated as well. (laughs) So, for Sharon's listeners, my name is Lorraine and I am, I guess, primarily an author. I'm on my second business and I help women. So, I, I also mostly work with female entrepreneurs and my big focus is around. Helping uh, people get organized, really strike out and, and create the life that they want to want to create, and also energy management is something that I'm focusing on more and more in my work. So, as this episode goes out, my fourth fourth book will just have been published, which is called Step Into You. So, and we'll share each other's links, Sharon, I guess, as well in show notes as well. And um, so, Sharon, let, let's jump into seventy five hard because I'm really really keen to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, I so my background, Wade had my husband had done seventy five hard. And he got halfway through and got sick and had to stop. So the whole thing with 75 Heart is that if you stop for whatever reason, you have to start again from scratch the next day. You've got to go right back to day one. And for anyone who hasn't heard of the challenge, so it's created um, by a guy called Andy Frizella, who's a U.S. entrepreneur. And he's created the 75 Heart Challenge. So Sharon, as you know, you download your app. And each day you have a checklist of things that you need to tick through. So for for, for the challenge, each day you need to tick off two 45-minute workouts. One of those needs to be outside. You need to drink just under four liters of water. So it's a US gallon of water. You need to stick to a diet, whatever that diet of your choosing is. Uh, no cheap meals, no alcohol, and read 10 pages of nonfiction a day. Have I missed anything, Sharon? And take the progress photo. Yes, that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. I always forget the photo bit. And so he was saying he was going to do it. He got a gang of his, his friends together on WhatsApp. They were going to do it together. And it was all very bro, bro, bro. And I said, well, can I join your WhatsApp group? And I want to do it with you. And he was having none of me joining the WhatsApp group. So what I said was, well, I did a shout on Instagram and to a couple of friends. And I said, hey, does anyone want to join me on it? And And you put up your hand, Sharon. And I think of everyone who started it with us in that Instagram group, you and I, I think, are the only ones that actually completed it. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think, I think it was so. 22 or something started. Mm.
1: And, um, yeah, so the quick, quick back story is that I decided I was going to do Sober September on the 1st of September and had got to the 12th of September, so 12 days in. And I think it was about 8 o'clock at night Brisbane time that I saw your Instagram story talking about, you know, what you just said about Wade starting 75 hard and that you know you were putting the word out there for people and I went oh yeah that seems all right went off and did something else came back to your story again and went okay I'm going to look up and see what this program is and I looked at it and I went all right I'm in and I think Mm -hmm. I met straight away and said I'm in went and downloaded the app and yeah here we
0: are so why did you do Charon what was your motivation so for me um I wanted to do it for me
1: because, as we said before, you know, I'm a mum of four, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend, I've got a business, my life is really hectic. And I, you know, I'm 46 and I just sort of found that I'd sort of lost who I was because I was so busy doing all these different roles. And I was in a real funk where, you know, obviously over the last couple of years with so much going on, I was starting to doubt myself and thinking, you know, what is my sort of purpose? I'd gone through and did a lot of um work on, in a in a in a mindset and a lot around you know what's my passion, what do I really want to do? And I'd been sort of searching everywhere for answers, and then realised you know everything I needed was within me. But and I still thought I still need to find myself. There's still something missing, mm. and so I thought. Okay, I really need the discipline because I'm a Gemini and I seem to and I jump from one thing to another and all over the place. And I thought, you know what? I really need the discipline that seventy five hard can give me because I listened to Andy's podcast talking all about seventy five hard. I really needed the mental toughness because I just needed that kick up the butt. And you know, as I said, I just really wanted to to find myself. And um, Andy uses an, an analogy through seventy five hard about winning the war with yourself, and I thought that was perfect mm. for me because you know, we've all got this inner voice in our, in our in our head, you know, that sort of inner mean girl that says you can't do this, you're not good enough, you're, you're too old, you're too this, you're too that. And I just ha- was really conscious of the dialogue that I kept telling myself with all the inner work I'd done, you know what, I need to do this. And and I thought, perfect, you've put it out there. I've now said to you in a private message I'm doing this. And I went and created an Instagram account and I thought, you know what, I've put it out there now, I've got to do it. Yeah. So there's no talking
0: about it. Public back.
1: accountability. Yeah, yeah it was accountability. So that's the reason why um, i decided to do it
0: yeah love and i think for me i kicked into it when i was 12 weeks postpartum with our second baby wilder and we were also still in lockdown in sydney it was quite an extended lockdown as anyone in sydney knows and for me it was a i guess twofolding one physically to kind of give myself a bit of a kickstart physically to get my strength back get my tone back and uh, i also birthed a very big baby so i was just conscious i needed to yeah. get my strength because he's growing very very fast and i think mentally as well it gave me an infrastructure it gave me something to focus on that i could control when so much felt out of control with what was happening in sydney with the lockdown and you know what was going on just worldwide as well so for me it, for me it was those two things i will say they're going into it so that the the guide is the yeah, the 45 minutes of exercise twice a day. And I went into it saying, look, I'm conscious on 12 weeks postpartum. When I said I was doing it, I got quite a few concerned DMs from some followers saying, Lorraine, are you sure you should be doing this? this? Looks This looks very hectic. It's very macho, very, you know, bro, bro. I don't know if you should be doing this. And so I went into it saying, I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to make this kind of the postpartum version. So for me, I did the 45-minute walk every day, at least 45 minutes of walking. And I felt that ticked one of my workouts. And then for the second one, I would do 20 to 45 minutes, whatever was possible energy-wise, given I was still up feeding. I think as I started it, I was still up a couple of times a night, at least once a night anyway. And and also just time around to. Two small ones. So yes, I, I I need to caveat that I did the postpartum version, but I did take off a, a, a second workout every day as well as the walk, which felt really really good. And um, did you have any fears going into it, Sharon? What were what were your blocks going into it? Did you have any? So the biggest thing was me was the di- with, with
1: me was the discipline. You know, so many times I'd sort of started things and stopped, and I did. In 2013, I did a um, an eight week challenge with some girlfriends and, and lost eight kilos. So I knew I could. Mm. Like, as far as the weight side of it, for me, I did set a, a goal um, to to lose some weight because I'd been to um, a makeup place with my daughter for her 18th. Getting she was getting her makeup done, and they had mirrors behind us. And I turned around at one point and saw fat rolls over my bra and just went oh my gosh, this is disgusting. I feel awful. And for me, it was about I wanted to feel me again. I wanted to feel healthy and I wanted to feel happy. I didn't really care about weight loss. So the weight loss wasn't a fear for me. Um, It was about the discipline. Mm. I wasn't really worried about anyone's opinion. Like I wasn't worried about someone saying, you know, oh, oh, you doing this and oh, you know, I had a couple of events that I went to which was free-flowing alcohol and as much food as you can eat. And people were like, oh, well, come on, like it's only one day. Like, you know, well, are you checking in with people? And I'm like, no, it's it's self-accountability, you know. And I said, oh, well, no one's going to know. Like it doesn't really matter. I'm going, yeah, but I'm going to know and this yeah. would be um, – you know, it's, it's something that I want to achieve. This is for me. It's not for you. And so I wasn't worried about going out publicly and having people go, "Oh, why are you eating that?" Or, um, you know, "Why are you doing two workouts?" Like so all that sort of thing. I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about being able to fit in two workouts a day. So I adjusted for that. So I did a workout at five a.m. and a workout generally at four p.m. So. In the morning, I'm not a gym person, and I basically did a a workout at home. I was worried about getting bored with it because that's my thing; I get bored with things very quickly. And what I did was, you know, thinking about the the two workouts was okay. I'm going to do one at five, five thirty in the morning. I'm going to do at home workout, and I'm going to go between different. um, Oh, that's not good. Um, different. Um different workouts so that i wouldn't get bored with with a workout so i just had you know different instagram or different youtube exercises that i was doing and then in the afternoon you know i wasn't interested in doing you know um hit classes and things like that so i would generally go for a walk with with my neighbor which we do every day so you know and sometimes i mix it up where i do my walk in the morning and do my my um my workout in the afternoon so that was my big thing just making sure that I wasn't bored with the workouts. And when I knew that I was starting to get bored with them, then I switched them up.
0: Yeah, that's um, a good point because you do face down the barrel of 75 days and it feels like a very long time to, yeah. to show up consistently. Yeah. My biggest block was around the time. So finding the time specifically with the exercise. I actually wasn't worried about the food element. So the the diet that I chose to go on was just no, no gluten and no sugar for 75 days, which was – I was worried about coming off because being pregnant and um those lovely comfort comfort food post baby. Uh there was a lot of pastries and uh scones and, and all of the things going on. So I think for me I, I knew that I could stay off once I came off. Or I was more just worried about missing the chocolate and the sugar and the the nice fresh baked bread and all of that kind of thing. Um, but my biggest block was probably more just around the time and, and making it happen, uh, given that also Wade was also doing it. So my friend Jules did it for most of 75 hard. She, she followed through as well. And her husband, Josh, was doing it with Wade. They're both training buddies. They train together every morning. And she started to call it 75 hard for everyone else at one point because just the, the challenge around both of us trying to get the, the the exercise in and and I think also that's why I I said you know I just I'm gonna be gentle and and do a kind of a, sh- a shorter one for the second session if I need to So I think for me it was the the time and and making that time available to do it and and then in terms of what helped us get through it so Sharon I love love the tip that you've just shared about mixing it up and and I think there's so much of what we're talking about that we could apply to. Broader, making goals, making go- habits happen throughout twenty twenty two and beyond, and I think that the, the yeah, the in- injecting some variety into it I think is, is really good, and I think for me something that really helped me get through it was just to focus on the that that specific day that I was on because say I was on day twelve and I started to panic about oh my god I still got another fifty three days how the hell am I going to do this I'm already you know starting to, to to panic about what what things are going to look like in a month or two months time so something that really really helped me manage it was just to focus on what's happening today and and not to worry about the next day and and not to it was a weird one i had full faith that i could do it and that i would be able to you know complete it however i i was more worried about the micro of the day to day so i think for me just taking it day by day saying like i'm not on day 50 yet i'll worry about day 50 when day 50 comes that that took a lot of pressure I found off, and again coming back to that whole idea of controlling what I could control, that that really helped me just to have that kind of shorter horizon day to day. Was there anything that really helped you get through a churn?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my focus was a bit different because I wasn't sort of hung up on what day I was at and how many left, and I I noticed that a lot of people do they get hung up on oh my this day now? Oh, I've got this many days left. For me, it was like seventy five day, seventy five day, seventy five day, seventy five and because i had the app and in the app you tick off your tasks as you go and then i had alarms set on my phone so that you know 5 a.m it will say workout because i my fear as well was that i would miss ticking something off and it would come up fail so i made sure i had alarms set to you know and at eight o'clock at night have you read your 10 pages um and so i set up an instagram account from day one so that i could post things around the food because i didn't want to follow a diet i just wanted to be eating healthy so Um, I don't really have much dairy because I have a a lactose problem, so I don't have much dairy. I don't really eat much fried food. Alcohol wasn't sort of too bad. And I, you know, dark chocolate at night time was the biggest thing that I had to give up. Um, So for me, what got me through was setting up that Instagram account so I was accountable. I was posting my progress picture every day on my Instagram account and I found that the, the people that I built in that community as followers were all motivating me. They were, you know, uh, commenting on my photos going, great work, you can do this and, oh, you know, you look amazing. And then then we were doing private messages. So they were really cheering me on, which was fantastic because I didn't post Mm. any of this on my business or personal accounts. I just kept it on this particular Instagram account. So they really held me accountable. And what I started to notice was when I started to look at my progress pictures, the first couple of days, you know, I just was there with a, you know, straight face, no smile, by the time when I started to look at my photos and look back on them, my eyes then started to smile and my smile every day just grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And that was then what kept me um, motivated because I could just see me starting to change physically physically with a smile and the emotion on my face and the happiness Mm. rather than the physical the physical transformation and the only reason that I started to look at the physical transformation is that on day 30, someone had taken my day one photo and my day thirty photo, put them together and sent them to me and said, Oh my gosh, have you seen your transformation? I'm like, Mm. Well and it wasn't and it wasn't until day 35 when I looked at my picture. I'd done a workout um I was down the Gold Coast and I'd done a workout using dinner plates because I thought I was bored with my routine. I needed weights, I didn't have weights, and I had really heavy dinner plates. And I was I posted this picture of me holding these dinner plates, and I went, "Oh my gosh, I've got abs!" Hmm. And I then put day one and day thirty five together, and went, "Oh my gosh!" Um, so I think that was good for me, holding me accountable, and that people when then people started to notice, and I started to notice, it just gave me that you know that that, that day thirty five, you know, that's when a lot of people um give up on the challenge
0: and is that true I didn't actually know that is that that's the average day that people drive interesting
1: yeah so because I followed a lot of accounts then of everyone that was on 75 hard I started to notice the trends it was either sort of you know that sort of day day 14 or sort of day 35 day 37 where they failed if they sort of got past then then they they were pretty good so Mm. that was um the things that kept me motivated I also switched up like with my walk. Sometimes if I'd go on my own, it can get boring. So instead of listening to music, I started listening to lots of podcasts. And, Lorraine, I listened to, I think I pretty much binged every one of your podcasts. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. Um, and so I then was started to go in and save all these podcasts. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go for a walk tomorrow so I can listen to that next episode or so I can finish that episode. And so that was also a motivation, which is not something that, I didn't really listen to podcasts that much, only this last year when I started my own podcast. Um, and so, you know, and reading, um, doing my reading later in the day, like I couldn't wait to sit there and do the 10 pages. Sometimes i do 20 pages because I'd get so engrossed in the book. Mm. Um, and so they, that was all the different things that were keeping me motivated. So, yeah, it was. some of it was surprising.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I think that's interesting what you said because um, I've, I've listened to some of Andy's podcasts, but not actually the the seventy five hard episodes. Funnily enough, um, I think it's interesting that you say that the average day that people drop off is day thirty five to thirty seven. Because I know I remember myself doing the challenge, and I felt a bit of a yeah lack of motivation. Uh, just felt like I was in a bit of a rot with the challenge around that around that mark. So that's that's really fascinating, and I think also when this episode is going out. And the reason that I wanted to, 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 to talk to you and also time this episode to drop early in the year is just to remember that it, I think we, we kind of have this belief that it takes 30 days to form a new habit. But if, if purely based on the 75 ch- hard challenge data is anything to go by, that it, it probably does take longer. So I think a couple of lessons in that for people as they are trying to see through habits and goals this year is, is one, to almost expect a bit of a a rut, as, as I would term it, around that t- 35, 37-day point. But also just to know that it's once you push through that, as you said just there, Sharon, one, once you get through that, like once I got through that rut, got up to maybe day 40 or so, then maybe day 45, probably was in that rot for about a week, where I was just showing up doing the workouts but just wasn't loving it, wasn't excited, was kind of questioning why it started. But once we can push through to that point, then everything starts to become so much easier. So I think that's a really good insight for for all of us to take into this year as there are changes that we're trying to create whether it's for ourselves or health our businesses and to just remember that yeah that, that 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 lull will come but once you work through that lull then you can you, you, you yeah you're you're sweet <laughs> pretty much
1: that's right um, many business lessons in that as well
0: yeah isn't there there are so many layers of that so what books did you read
1: well Stepping to You isn't out till January. So no, oh, you're sweet, thank yet. you. Um, I read the Badass Life with Christmas Abbott. Um, I'm part way through Melissa Ambrosini's Open Wide because that was, um, uh, I think, the first time I come across her was on one of your podcasts. So, was halfway through that. But the book that changed everything for me was Atomic Habits by James Clear, and mm-hmm. everyone has read this book has just went game changer Mm -hmm. like if you could see i have about 50 ripped up little pieces of paper on pages that i have tagged like this is a book that i think i'm going to keep going back to like honestly it says you know tiny changes remarkable results and i think you know just before we were talking about habits they say it takes 21 days to change a habit yes that's true 21 days to change a habit probably that you know that 35 days to really do the thing without having to consciously think about the habit but the 75 days is where you're just doing it it's just part of you and I think that's an important journey and mm. this book is absolutely amazing like mind-blowing so they're they're the books that um that I read through um but in, and I and I'm going to keep that as part of my my routine because I only ever read books when I was on holidays and now mm. you know, I'm picking up a book every day and that's got to have um just in so many ways that can help because you know you're keeping your mind active, you're, you know, you're developing personally and professionally. And it was just a great way to finish off the day, you know, you know, reading my 10 pages generally at night, that's sort of, you know, eight o'clock. Um, some days if I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it at night time, I did it in the morning
0: and um
1: you know it was just great to know you know what? I, I can pick up this book i can read 10 pages and generally 10 pages is about is about a chapter sometimes i'd get to like the second chapter and go oh whoops i've, I've gone past my 10 pages so i think it's finding a book that um that's going to keep you you know motivated to, to pick it up and open it up again because yes it is part of the challenge but i think you want to continue that through and not just read books when you're on holidays
0: mm, yeah it's true and I mean, there's so many parallels, I think, with a, a quote I saw Michelle Bridges speak a few years ago and she said, you know, even it, her biggest advice to people trying to get fitter is, is, is to say, you know, just go for 10 minutes, like just get yourself out and go for 10 minutes. I think that's the thing. If you if you start reading, then you get in flow and hopefully the book that you're reading is, is reasonably engaging and you want to keep going. I think that's another insight as well for me is to, even if the goal feels really massive, it's just to start small. And um, for me, I I dive. It was actually quite good timing for me because I started at a twelve weeks postpartum and I was just getting back into my business again after what I called uh, three months of babyland. So I actually dived headfirst into business books. So the first one I read, funnily enough, was The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz, and that's he's a he's a Silicon Valley entrepreneur, and the whole ethos, what do I say? The whole concept of the book is. There's so many business books, but they don't actually tell you how to deal with hard things. And he talks through all the hard things that he experienced in his career. It's a really, really good book. The second book I read then was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which is all about upper limit problems, which is where everything's going really, really well in our lives. And then we create an upper limit problem because in in our minds, there's almost a... We've got like an internal barometer as to how much happiness we're permitted to have at any particular time. So if we have a great day at work, we start an argument with our partner. And um, if uh, we are super happy with our family, we go out and create something happening with a friend, for example. So it's all about upper limiting ourselves. And and the way to really achieve epic growth uh, in our lives is to recognize, start to become aware of when we are starting to upper limit ourselves and, 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 and consciously move through that. So loved that book as well. And the other book I read as well was Profit First, which is by Mark. Can't remember. We can pop a link in the show notes. And that's all around paying yourself first from your business or paying yourself your profit first. And it's a really, really simple concept and a formula to basically make sure that you don't get to the end of the year and go, oh, well, I made 200k profit and where is it? And it's all been spent pretty much in your business already. So really loved all three of those books, and then at the end, I got into like a Tudor history. So <laughs> uh, that was my my last week. That was like my little treat was to get into history, which I love as well. So that's um, maybe yeah. Sharon will pop a link to all the books we read into the into the show notes as well. And um, so, in terms of what we learned about making goals happen, so I know for me, it was it, the biggest thing that I would probably say is the. And I think the app was really good for this as well. Is it's not to be relying on yourself to feel motivated every single day. So if I had been waiting for the motivation gods to shine on me in order to to tick off the the, the challenge each day, then I, I mean it just wouldn't have happened. So instead, what I decided to do was to be disciplined, just to tick off the box, even if it was twenty minutes, and I did stretches for that second workout because Wilder had been up a lot, or I wasn't feeling great myself, or kids have been extra demanding and, and I couldn't find the time to do it. So I think for me, it was it was the discipline piece rather than the motivation. And I think that's something I'm really going to take into my goals this year is to, even if I don't feel like it, just showing up every single day to make it happen. It, it's it's the self-accountability that you talked about, Sharon, earlier on in our chat. It's I felt that really, really powerfully. And um, what what did you find as, as your biggest kind of takeout when it comes to making our goals happen? So that was the same thing for me. It was yeah. the-
1: not the motivation and not so and not so much like the accountability it was just the discipline to um to actually achieve this because i did not like failing was not an option for me i was going to get through it and i think for me like we focus on the end goal but i was very conscious or intentional about focusing on the journey as well so not um you know not what the workouts were or what weight i lost etc but it was you know when i was doing my walk that i would would you know instead of just doing my walk and walking past i'd walk past a lot of water where i am and and not just you know taking a photo and for my for my instagram and keep walking it was that i would then sit down and you know look at the sun's rays over the water look at the different colors of the water feel the wind on my face listen to the to the birds and take it in so you know and then you know when I was doing a workout just listening to the music and listening to the beat of the music and mm. when I was listening to podcasts really listening to what they were saying and think okay well what what can I take out of this podcast that's going to make um, me a better person or make me feel better or you know me, you know um, up level me so not just listening to the podcast but taking action from everything i was doing and just really being present is something that I think you know when we're setting goals we're thinking about the end result and sometimes that result isn't what you expect so Mm. um the journey that I had was very different because I was being so present like yes I had the app and I was ticking everything off every day but I wasn't focused on the task I started to really focus you know when I was eating it was um, you know really savoring the fav- flavors and not scrolling through Instagram whilst I'm eating and being present with that as well and you know when I was doing my workouts I was doing my workouts nothing else mattered it didn't matter who rang me or what messages come through or what happened that was time for me so being really intentional that when I was doing my 75 heart activities I was doing them and nothing else mattered mm. um, and I think that's the thing you know just being really intentional being focused focused on the outcome but sometimes remember that the there's other goals that come out of it that you didn't necessarily set um and I think we were talking about that before we um before we started recording that there was things that came out of this that I never anticipated, and um results that came out of this that weren't part of my goals that were actually you know that surpassed what my goals were and yet they were never my intention for that mm. so um I think for me my success at this was that I am now a better person um the relationships I have are so much better and they weren't really goals as such you know it was just that Mm. I was doing this for me and I wasn't really worried about the impact on other people but Every part of my life, personal and business, has up leveled us from doing this challenge, and mm. that wasn't really a goal as such. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes now I look at every single thing different. I look at every situation different. I look at how I'm showing up. I'm, I've completely flipped my mindset, and that was never a part of what my goal was for this. It was just I was doing this for me to bring in the discipline, and you know, possibly, well, it was a given that I was going to lose weight when you're doing two workouts a day and watching what you eat. Mm. So those unexpected results, which actually were the game changer for me, was never part of what my goals were for the program. So I think it's the same with business. You might set goals, but you might find that other results or your goal, the your results could change and could be something unexpected. So I think being able to be open and to be curious for those goals or results to change and to not mm-hmm. be what you expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: that. sometimes we're so focused on the goal. And when that we don't get that, but then we got some other amazing, you know, achieved another goal or result that we didn't anticipate, that we might feel that we've failed, but that goal surpassed my original goal. So
0: yeah. You know, I hope that makes sense. But yeah, it does. It totally makes sense. I was I was out for dinner last night with a group that was six of us, female business owners, and we were, you know, shooting the breeze on what had happened in 2021 and what our goals were for twenty twenty two. And the word expansion came up so many times in that group last night as we as we were chatting, and I think the thing with expansiveness is once you start to expand one part of your life, there's as you as you mentioned, there's like a knock on effect to expansiveness on every level. So even if we went to someone went into seventy five hard or into any kind of challenge or any goal, and, and their intention was maybe to to get fitter and and then what happens then is there's, there's that expansiveness in terms of physical health which then turns into emotional health mental health which turns into relationship health which turns into business health or or you know career health it's it's there's a really beautiful knock on effect and i think the other thing as well is that when we are living intentionally when we are showing up for ourselves every single day when we are treating treating ourselves really well whether that's exercise or it's the reading or, or, or the water, or whatever it might be, that raises our vibration. The, the, the frequency that we move to when we're, we're in that zone is so much higher. And as a result, we start to attract other great things that are, are also of high vibration to us, if that makes sense. So I think there's a big energetic shift as well that happens with 75 hard, but also, as as we were saying, we want this to to to, to encompass some, some insights and lessons for people who are Undertaking big goals and challenges this year. And, and I think that's a huge one as well. Is that when we get intentional on one, about one area of our life and, and create some expansiveness on that, it can't but have a positive effect on on other areas as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sharon, in terms of uh, wrapping up, so I feel we've, we've tried to like pull out some different lessons as we've gone through. What would you say to someone based on your experience in 75 Hard? What would you t- say to someone who's undertaking a really big goal this year? I think um when you've got your goal, just put all of your
1: attention to to what you've what you want to achieve out of that. And not just what the goal is, but you know, how you're gonna feel. Because we we so we get so wrapped on the you know the tasks or actions to get that goal, but bring really bring the feeling in, you know. So when you achieve that goal, how are you gonna feel? What kind mm. of you know, impact is that gonna make? And start to really picture yourself. So, you know, if the goal is to, you know, you know, lose 10 kilos or whatever, picture yourself as that person now. So how does that person show up? What what workouts do they do? Um, what food do they eat? So don't, we, we have, sometimes we can set that goal and, and it would seem that that goal can be so far away. But if we start to think, okay, well, how is that person showing up? What would they do? What would they think? What would their response be? And start to you know, be that person now, then you start to bridge that gap. And it doesn't seem so overwhelming to be able to then start to move, you know, taking daily action to get towards that goal. And I think the big thing for me is, you know, obviously I went all in with this and you really need to go all in with whatever goal you want to set or whatever intention you're setting. And I think for me, you know, I had the 75 heart as a screenshot, as a screensaver on my phone. So every time I looked at my phone, it come up 75 heart and it had all the oh, tasks. That's a good idea. It was it was in my face, you know. It wasn't just um, an app on my phone that was on the third screen across. It was my screensaver. Um, the, I had all those reminders coming up every couple of hours. So really if you're going to have a goal, um, you know, or you're going to have set actions, have them in front of you. So have some kind of reminder to make sure every day, you know, whether it's an, an app or a spreadsheet or whatever, you're ticking off some kind of progress. So sometimes we wait till we get to the end goal and we go, yes, and we celebrate it celebrate if every day you're taking one little tiny action, and it could be anything, one step that's moving you closer to your goal, stop and celebrate that because we don't do that. And whether that's, you know, a personal goal or a business goal, so many times when I'm working with clients and they go, oh, I haven't achieved what I wanted to. And I said, well, stop and think about, okay, what did you do yesterday? What did you do last week? You know, and they go, oh, I did this and I did that. And I go, well, stop and celebrate that because we don't do that. So I think that's a big thing with goal setting that we miss. And with me, you know, we set up the Instagram account, it was out there. I publicly said, right, you know, I said to the universe, this is what I'm doing. This is my intention. This is the goal, the 75 hard. This is what I'm doing. And it was out there. So, and, you know, if you're saying to the universe, you know, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I'm doing, you know, then you're sort of calling it in. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've, you know, got this plan, you know, in a notebook on a desk, or um, you know, in in a Word doc on your on your computer, and you're not constantly looking at what you're doing, or and you're not putting it out there to have other people, you know, sharing that energy, then
0: it's harder to achieve it. Mm, yeah, and yeah. Keeping it keeping it front of mind would be yes. really good. I'm I'm a big fan of if there's something a particular goal I'm working on, is to write it on about ten different post its and stick it all over the house, so on the fridge next to the bath, the toilet. Um, on the bathroom sink, uh, sorry, on the bathroom mirror, on the, the, the bedroom mirror, on my desktop, my, my computer. So, yeah, I think that, that keeping it front, front and centre is a really, really great one. Yeah, I and think, you
1: put other people, you know, saying, oh, how's your 75 hard going and how's this going? You know, they always say how's 75 hard because they saw 75 hard everywhere and every now and then I'd post it to my personal accounts or my business accounts and then people would say, how's it going, how's it going? Mm. So they're also keeping you motivated and keeping you accountable. So- yeah,
0: that's true. The pu- public accountability. Yeah, that's so good. I think what I would say to anyone who's undertaking a goal, and, and again, taking pulling out my lessons from what I learned during 75 hard is to just keep showing up for yourself. Uh, one of my friends last night was talking about something, a really big goal that she'd love to make happen for, for herself and her family at some point. And she said, and, she, and this really stuck with me when she said it, and she said there's every reason not to do it, but there's only one reason to do it, which is, you know, we want, we want to make this happen for our family. And, and I really love that. I think (laughs) my friend Sabri Subi calls it your, your inner bitch, like that bitch in your mind that says, and apologies for swearing Sharon, if you don't swear on your podcast, but it's that, you know, that, that, that voice that shows up and says, no, you can't do it. You, 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 you were in bed late last night, just stay in bed. You don't need to get up and do your exercise or you're so tired. Just go to sleep. You don't need to worry about doing your reading tonight and and as you said earlier Sharon it's it's only we 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 know we, i love that that phrase that integrity is what happens when no one is is watching yeah. and and we know so i think it's it's staying in the room staying the course and and expecting that little voice to to pipe up in in your mind and to to be ready for that and and as i said what really helped me during 75 hard was the not not allowing that inner voice to to affect my motivation instead just saying like i'm going to be disciplined i'm going to show up and 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 like we've already talked about there is a moment at around probably 35 days when we are undertaking a new goal that that chances are we are going to start to lose the faith somewhat but just know that when you do push through that then beyond that then it's it becomes much much easier and i have to say once i got to probably day 40 42 it felt, it felt easy. Cause also then you're over that for a 75 day hard challenge, you're, you're over the halfway point as well. So I would say stay in the room, expect the resistance as Stephen Pressfield talks about in his book, do the work, like expect the resistance to come up and, and just know that almost like that resistance is a good sign because it means you're getting to, almost you're, you're getting to that point where it's about to get easier. So yeah, they, they would be my, my insights
1: and you know, I think there was, you know, a key word that you used in there about the feeling. So when you get to that point where it gets too hard and you think, oh, I don't want to get out of bed and do my workout, and then think about, well, how am I going to feel if I get up and do that work? I know it's going to be hard getting out of bed, but once I finish that workout, I feel amazing. I feel energized. And it's a great start to the day. Or, you know, in the afternoon, you might hit that three o'clock slump and, and go and do a workout. And you feel the energy come back in. And, you know, it's the same with eating. You think, oh, I wouldn't really, I really want to have that chocolate cake. Then you go, I know I'm going to feel awful after I have it. So I, when I got to the point where, you know, I was starting to think, oh, how am I going to go? And you might struggle with motivation or accountability. I'd go, okay, well, how am I going to feel if I don't work out? How am I going to feel if I eat rubbish? And that's that, you know, bringing it back to feelings for me, just, you know, re me back into that. Okay, now I'm getting back on track.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. So good. And uh, my dear, is there anything else you wanted to cover as as part of this chat? Any, anything you feel like we haven't chatted about?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Um so obviously with 75 hard, it's, you know, the mental toughness and it's 75 days. For me, the biggest thing was I lost 11 kilos as well. Um, which amazing. Sort of well done, my God. Um, and just the physical difference is is unbelievable. Um, mm. But I there's, there's three phases after 75 hard, uh, phase one, two, and three, which are basically the same tasks as 75 hard, but it's only 30 days and it adds in some other key tasks mm. as well. So i needed time out after 75 hard before starting phase one and i would love to would have started it you know through december but i um had too many things on so i can't wait to kick that off in um february sometime so and i just yes. can't wait to see what next level i can take all of this you know the, the mindset and the discipline levels to i I can't wait just to see how I switch that up another level. So that will be really interesting to um to see how phase one goes. Mm,
0: Love that. I yeah, I I loved phase one, and I said, "Nat, I'm going to take take some time off just just not to have the the pressure to exercise." But funnily enough, I did for probably about a month. I exercised every day anyway, and but right now this year, as we're recording this, it's it's the week before the Christmas. It's the week of the Christmas break. So yeah, it's. The exercise has dropped a, a bit, but I, I would love to do the challenge again in 2022 to, to almost like as, a, as, as another reset and to, to remind myself that I can do and I'm capable of it. Uh, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for joining. It was so good to watch your yeah your, your progress as we went through together. And I just yeah really appreciate you taking the time to, to share your insights with my audience and obviously also yours as well. Yes, thank you. For, um, honestly, I cannot
1: thank you enough for. Me, you know, post, for you posting that Instagram story that night and me just stumbling across it because honestly, this has been an absolute game changer. I can hear you in my voice.
0: Yeah, I did oh, too. Thank you. Okay. Well done, you. Amazing,
1: amazing. And um, I'm just so glad that we could come on and share our journeys with other people because if you just, just get one tiny snippet of, um, you know, motivation or courage or just that, you know, kicking for discipline that you needed by something that Lorraine said or I said, um, that just, you know, is just amazing because you only need to hear one little snippet that can help change your mindset. And honestly, the the biggest critic and the the hardest person to get past is yourself.
0: Mm, so um, true.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, this is, I came out of this and I, I was like, you know, I won the war with myself and I did because I, you know, that little mean girl in our head or that bitch voice, mm. um, we beat it. And yeah. honestly, if you can do 75 hard, you can do anything because the the changes um, are, are unbelievable. Yeah, and not the physical changes like, you know, 11 kilos. Yes, you know, that was amazing, but that's that's a, min, a minute part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, love that. Thank you so much. Did, do you want to sign us off? Oh, well, thank you for listening to
1: <laughs> the Lorraine Murphy Show and the Sharon Cliff Podcast. And if um, if you have any questions about seventy five hard, you know, absolutely DM us on on Instagram. We, yeah, we'd for love, sure. Love to talk to you about it. And I'm sure if we kick off the challenge in 2022, we will get in touch so that we kick it off at the same time. You know, yeah, that'd be fun our journey. But you know, if something's resonated with you throughout this podcast. You know, reach out and let us know if you know, um, you know, someone that needs to hear us. Share it with your friends, and um, you know, the, the more people that can. Do a challenge for the right reasons, um, rather than you know the weight loss. We focus so much on that. Then, um, then you know, definitely do seventy five hard. Um, it's it's a game changer.
0: Amazing! Thank you so much, Sharon. Till next time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to myself and Sharon's chat. And Sharon, thank you a for joining me on the challenge. Congratulations on completing it. And, and also thank you for, yeah, jo- jo- making the time to actually join me in and have that chat and share all of your awesome insights with my audience as well as yours. If you would like to connect with Sharon, you can find her website at sharoncliff.com.au. Cliff is with an E, so C-L-I-F-F-E. And you can find her on Instagram at the Sharon Cliff again with an E. So until our next chat next week, sending you so much love and all of the Get Shit Done vibes, Make It Happen vibes for you to really see your 2022 goals into reality this year and beyond. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram my handle is at lorraine remarks and through my website LorraineMurphy.com.au. if you're enjoying what i'm putting out here please do rate review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better do all three chat to you next week